Okay, so hello there to whoever's listening. So this is a random conversation between me, Carlos M, and Shelly. So hello to everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Although if there are any boys and girls around here, I would advise you to tell your parents to change the conversation, or rather the channel back to Ryan's Toy Reviews or something. Because although both of us are uh, family-friendly uh, Christian people, this subject is a bit R18. So anyway, <laughs> let's get to it. So what we're going to talk about today, or this afternoon for me, this morning for Shelly, is the very widely accepted, very mainstream, and not at all controversial teaching of the Catholic Church banning <laughs> contraception. <laughs> so, I am the Roman Catholic, and will be representing the pro-side, or, well, the pro-Roman Catholic side, or the anti-contraception side, and Shelley will be here grilling me with difficult, awkward questions. Right? So, and before we begin with this, I would just like to state on the outset that I am do not claim to be an expert on this topic. This conversation was not sanctioned by any church organization, religious order, diocese, bishop. This is not sponsored or, or not sponsored. This is not sanctioned by the Vatican. I don't have an imprimatur or an hill obstat signed by a bishop to have this conversation. This is just me, an ordinary guy, trying to live out this teaching and also sort of sort sorting it out myself to see how well I can live up to it or not. So with that, I hand over the microphone to Shelly. You can go ahead and begin and start with what's on your mind. All right. Thanks, Carlos. And I appreciate you being open to being grilled. And I invite you to return the favor. Um, I also will do a little caveat, though I have no um, diocese or anything to be held accountable to. I'm only got, you know, I'm a, I'm a evangelical Protestant, so I've got the Holy Spirit to answer to and the Bible. And so if I'm wrong, I, I'm accountable to those to those things. So I hope to come at it from a humble and learner's perspective as well. The same for both of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, so Carlos, you want me to go first? Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think given the nature of this discord, I think I can assume that everybody already knows what my position is roughly. So I'd like you to ask me some questions right. so, yeah. so that we can uh, refine how, how, the... how this goes on. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So you read through kind of my exchange with Florian yesterday, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was reading that conversation and then that was a pretty good exchange, I think. So you, 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 um, you want to start with that? 
sure, yes, because I realized, um, you know, I've lived in a not West context for a while, and I realized I, uh, I'm not always good at remembering that most of the people on this Discord are in a, um, a Western, a Western context where things are a little bit different. I feel like, you know, Flory and I are on the same army, but we're fighting on different fronts. He's in a, uh, you know, a post-Christian environment and he's, you know, fighting for motherhood, fighting for traditional values. I'm in a, another world religion that, um, oppresses women. So I'm kind of fighting more for, um, non-oppression of women. So it, I think we're on the same, we're in the same army, but we're fighting on different fronts. If I can use battlefield terminology that I'm probably shouldn't use because I'm not super um, an expert in that field. But I, I came away thinking maybe I could have done better at explaining where I'm coming from. But um, yeah, I felt like that was a, that was a pretty good exchange. So I guess I'll kind of give I've been thinking about this since we talked about it and I'll kind of give where I, I stand on the issue. So to me, pre Jesus, the kingdom of God was grown through physical means. Um, after Jesus, the kingdom of God is grown through spiritual regeneration. And I think even through physical regeneration of children, there's a chance of physical of spiritual regeneration if you grow up your children in the Lord, but there's but that's not you know that's not a, a surefire thing. Uh, but spiritual regeneration is now takes, I would say takes precedence though that's a fairly bold claim over physical regeneration. So um, that's where I'm I'm having it's kind of it's much it's a more missiological issue I suppose. There are several deeper issues than just you know the oh oh. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you fine. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it kind of, I feel like there's some deeper rooted issues than like the nitty gritty, which birth control can we use, which can't we? So I don't know if we want to start there and focus there. But to me, um, so I'm a single celibate. And uh, so this issue, like I don't exactly have skin in the game. I like. For me at this point i'm like kind of getting old so i either stay single and stay celibate or if i got married i would like start having kids the birth control issue is not like a super personal issue for me it's more of i'm not seeing the coherence and i'm not seeing how it exactly lines up with uh the the kingdom of god and, and the mandates i see on the ground because to me like the redemption mandate post Post Jesus, the way we are called to grow the kingdom is through spiritual regeneration. And some some of the, the rulings I'm seeing laid out by the Catholic Church don't seem to line up with that exactly, but that's why you're here to tell me why they do. Right. So I, I like the way you put, you know, um, shall we say, how the kingdom has grown, like, during the time of the Jews versus now in the age of, of the Lord, right? So, and I agree with that 100%, you know? <clears throat> I think I think it was Billy Graham who said that God doesn't have grand, grandkids, right? So... Yeah. Right? So, so God, God has lots of kids. God has children, but no grandchildren. 
I think that's perfectly correct. I can see that in my own life. I mean, my parents were they're they're Catholics, but they're not like they're more cultural than than you know they're not particularly um, what's the word they're not particularly strict or conscientious about uh, attending the sacraments you know they'll do it when they feel like it and and that sort of thing so even you know even in the Catholic Church during the time of Saint John Paul II he called for a new evangelization and said that hey guys look you know we've been Christians for 2,000 years now but it doesn't mean that we get complacent about not spreading the gospel and said yeah it's all over the culture anyway because clearly it's not right so so I I personally found the faith much much later than I mean you know to I guess to put it in evangelical terms I had my born-again experience <laughs> so in my late teens you know and uh and although thank I, you for speaking my native language yeah, yeah. carlos <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome I, I i i i have i have many evangelical friends and i love them all they're all you know they're all good sports when they said look guys i can't join your church because i think this is where my home is and they and they started texting each other saying that hey carlos has found the lord yeah and, and so on and so and everyone wanted to talk to me for for the next three weeks you know so anyway okay so let's let's circle back to the topic and the, the the first thing that i want to underscore is that the church does not ban contraception because we want a dozen catholic kids every generation right that, that's not how it works and as you said just because you raise your kids just because the parents are catholic or the parents are evangelical whatever we even see this with muslims you know just because the parents are religious doesn't mean the kids are religious that that, that's what that's what billy graham means when when he says god god don't have any grandkids right so so everyone has to meet the lord in, in their life personally the family is the place it's like it's like a unit of the church well actually it is a unit of the church it's not like a unit of the church the family is a unit of the church but then the church also has to be the church you know proclaim the gospel uh do mission to each and every member of that that church uh, you know um so going to your uh battlefield analogy so I'm, I'm i'm filipino i i live in the philippines so i guess it's somewhere in between like africa and europe where we haven't been we've been christian for like five centuries now but then the influence of modernism is coming in you know and that's where i think this particular teaching becomes useful you know um Gosh, there's another word that that Paul Vanderclay keeps using. That that I. What's the word? I, I I don't quite. Relevant. It's not relevant, you know. But he's using 
So he, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I've got two kids. Okay. So, but they do have some other friends of mine who have large families. They have six kids, eight kids, you know, but then for every one of those couples that I know that have those large families, there are also other um, families or other other couples that could not start families because they have fertility problems, right? So I, I, I would also want to, to throw this out that it's not just contraception that the Catholic Church does not allow. It also doesn't allow, for example, IVF, right? So a lot of people don't know that. But uh, so not only are they, shall we say, if, if in modern terms, not, not only are the uh, people with lots of kids uh, stuck with this, also those that don't. Right. So, so let me just go back to one of the messages. I'll, I'll, I'll read it here because you are getting on something with your exchange with Florian that I'd like to um, bring up. And I just want to give everyone who's listening some okay. context. Right. So, let me look for that. <laughs> it's been a while back okay so you address it to me actually okay you say from okay <laughs> from what i'm reading so so I'm, I'm quoting you here it seems like the catholic church approaches approaches childbearing okay. with the spirit of finesse and sex in general with the spirit of geometry while from where i'm standing it should be reversed sex within marriage is for having kids and also for affirming uh commitment comfort communicating love right so if you read Humana Vitae, that's actually the, the two purposes of sex, uh, according to uh, Pope St. Paul VI. Procreation and unity, right? So, so th those are the two things, and it also comes with the side effect that's also fun, <laughs> right? So, so I, I guess in Africa, everyone is like, yeah, it, it's, it's for having kids, right? So, so but the church... Oh, for for the women, right, right. For, Sorry, for, for the, the women. for the women, it's for having kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but for the church, this is actually a very like this is a major part of, of of sex, which is the unity between the couple, right? Because you cannot have a family if the the spouses are not united, right? So 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 that's an important an important part of it so i just like to throw that out and I, I i would the 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 part about finesse and geometry you know i i would actually say that the way that the secular culture you know uh post-sexual revolution point of view of sex actually reduces both childbearing and sex to geometry Right in in an, in an attempt to eliminate the unity and procreation uh, purposes, or not eliminate yes. it but separate it from sex. You know, it um, not just the contraception but also casual sex, right? Well, you know, like it, it's okay to have a one night stand, right? Uh, so there's no unity there, 
but then that that the procreation and the unity starts creeping back because you may have noticed that all of these women who are complaining let's say and it's typically women who who who, who do this let's say they they, they have a one night stand and then it turns out and then they start looking for the guy and then they're angry that the guy doesn't respond to them anymore right so so there's something to that you know it, it, i mean it there's a very strong bonding element to sex that people say that okay it's it's casual but n no it's not e even if even if you have uh even if in your mind you say that and this is true for this is true for men also although men in general are able to compartmentalize their mind psychologically more than women do but uh, it, it is also true for men that 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 uh, sex makes you sticky toward another person yeah, so, so to speak. wait that's not a very good way of sticky right <laughs> makes you gotcha sticky. I gotcha yeah, <laughs> yeah. that 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 sounded a little more um, raunchy than, than I intended it but yeah <laughs> so you already warned away the children so yeah, we're okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so 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 what the church is actually trying to do you know to, to use this finesse geometry language is to actually bring back finesse in, in into sex and childbearing uh, the, the, the way I read it one time with I, I really got deep into Catholic apologetics about a decade ago and, and there was this one I already forgot who exactly he, he was an evangelical convert to Catholicism and, and he had a chapter in this book about this very topic it was near the end of the book and he said that Catholics object to birth control because it provides neither birth nor control right so so that, that that's quite a bit to unpack and i see that there's some objection to this saying that so so what's natural and what's not right and isn't let's say isn't natural family planning or fertility awareness just a catholic form of contraception right so here's the thing right um the, the church doesn't mandate big families Although in my experience, I only have two kids, you know, me and my wife, we only have two kids. The culture mandates small families, you know, and, uh, and my wife has already gotten those awkward questions saying that, uh, well, are, are you going to have more kids? You're on birth control, right? And my wife says, yeah, maybe. No, I'm not on birth control. Like, oh, are you serious? So... This is this is this is precisely the thing that the church is fighting against. Uh, it's not to make women slaves and make them worn out, you know. But again, as a product of the fall, you know, there's the burden of Eve, you know, and and for that matter, there's the burden of Adam, right? It's not just the burden of Eve. The burden of Adam. It's not easy to raise six kids. Ah, for know? sure. Right. Right. For sure. Right. So. Yeah. So. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm not speaking from experience, but from what I have seen, that is a correct statement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I think a lot, of, a lot of people who promote, promote natural family planning or... Here, okay, okay, yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to get now into the question of natural family planning. So I have a question for you. Do evangelicals fast? Right. Right. This is evangelicals practice uh, uh, fasting, right? I do. I can't speak for evangelicals across the world, but I do. Yeah, yeah, but and I would say, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a discipline. It's a, yeah, I think it's considered a spiritual discipline. Right, right. So, so, evangelicals fast, Catholics fast, and any Orthodox here who is listening is probably laughing at us right now because we're total embarrassments compared to 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 the Orthodox, right? They're hardcore with their fasting. Um, secular people fast, you know. Um, there's now the popularity of uh, keto um, with the intermittent fasting stuff, you know, fasting for three days. That's not easy, you know. But fasting is not a rejection of the good of food, right? In, in the same way that the, mm -hmm. um, what do you call this? In the same way that abstinence is not a rejection of sex. You know, abstinence during, in let's say, fertile periods, if you're trying to avoid conceiving, right? So it's akin to fasting. You know, it's like it's like sexual fasting. So so there are these times where you have to deny yourself. And honestly, I find that the promoters, even those Catholics who promote NFP, are very bad at communicating that this is hard. You know, it's it's just like you know, it's just like inter oh, intermittent yeah. fasting. It's hard, you know. It 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 uh, it's going to be difficult for you to be next to your spouse, and you know, it's it's the time of the day, you know, and it's it's the same thing with fasting. It's difficult, but it's a it's not a denial of the good of neither food nor sex, and second, it's also orienting yourself both spiritually and physically, you know, I, I mean, if you're into the spiritual stuff, because, you know, secular people who practice in intermittent fasting or, or abstinence for that matter, that's not what, on, that's what, that's not, that is not what's on their mind. But I think we can come to an agreement here that that per se is not necessarily a denial of the good of these, uh, bodily uh, activities uh, um, do you think so can i yeah go on go on okay you... an objection all right i'm glad you because i wasn't <laughs> actually i was gonna try to i wasn't i wasn't maybe gonna go here unless you brought it up but the whole nff nfp versus condoms issue to me um it's interesting because like as you saw with florianized exchange he brought it back to the garden and that's where i would go as well, because to me, part of the problem, Adam was a passive in that exchange. He was, you know, with Eve, she gave him the fruit. Uh, part of, I mean, I think part of the problem, it wasn't just the sin of Eve. It was Adam was a, was not carrying out his God-given role as a leader in that exchange. And NFP, as you pointed out, like with this feminist movement, feminists are taking back their power NFP is a very, the onus and the responsibility and the power all lies with the woman, which to me seems counter biblical roles. Like the woman, 
I mean, P.S. Like a woman wants to have sex when she's fertile. Like that's how the whole cycle thing works. Right, right. Yeah. So you're t you're you're telling a woman to not have sex with her husband when she most wants to have sex with her husband. Um, maybe I just have like a low. <laughs> maybe I have like too low expectations for. The male gender at this point it's possible <laughs> living where i'm living that, that I, I might be wrong but i feel like the husband will, will not like reject those advances if she decides like hey what the heck let's have sex and then um she gets to i mean she's the one who who bears who bears the consequences of of that um of that decision so it just seems like as far as yeah the onus is all on the woman so at a very foundational level it doesn't seem to jive with like biblical roles of manhood and womanhood as a um as a contraceptive measure as a way as a way to decide how you're gonna uh plan your family and and i and i don't also with the natural the natural man argument to me like it's it's within nature for a a couple to have sex. So by not deciding to have sex, I don't understand how that's going. Uh, I mean, that's not going against the natural order any more than using a non-fertilization, you know, a, a pre-fertilization method of contraception. I guess I don't see the nuance there. Right, right. But okay, so I'll, I'll connect this back to to eating, right? To, to food. Now, let's say our culture or, or the modern culture has a problem with eating just as it does with sex. Well, actually it does, you know, ex except except the Vatican didn't come up with a controversial en encyclical about it. Although maybe they should, <laughs> right? So, but I guess think about it this way, right? L let's say you wanted to disconnect, right? So the the purpose of food and isolate the pleasure of it. Right. So, uh, how would you go about doing that? Yeah, maybe maybe you can put a plastic bag in your in your in your throat and then pull it out so so that you don't get fat, you know, or drink some medicine uh, or or poison really to prevent your your digestive system from functioning properly so that you you would not absorb the calories that 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 comes with that food, you know. So so that's really more of how. Uh, the church sees the whole contraception issue, you know, and and that's exactly what we mean by natural, right? And it, it's not it's not so much that okay, uh, so and with regards to um, the burden, man versus woman, I, I can tell you that NFP is really is extremely difficult for a man. I I I I'm not I'm not going to say whether it's difficult for a woman or not because my wife is not in this conversation. <laughs> but uh, I've seen critiques of NFP online, and a lot of them. I know what you're getting at. I I, I see a lot of people who are complaining that NFP doesn't work because my husband doesn't want to get involved with this, and. And I just want to say outright that the, 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 those guys are jerks. All, all right, <laughs> those those guys are total jerks. If if it, the, the, that that's the, the problem, there is not the the problem. There is not 
is not the teaching of the church. The problem there is the this the, those those women have some some pretty uh, I don't know I I I, I don't want to use more words that will m make me bring more things to confession. But yeah, <laughs> right. So, so I I I'm I'm not impressed by 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 those sorts of critiques but at the same time i don't want to flippantly dismiss that that is a concern right now if you know if you're if you're a woman and you want to practice the like the teaching of the catholic church but your husband doesn't that's going to be a problem you know and I think it's a bigger problem than the reverse. I, I couldn't say for sure which one is more common because I, I sort of surrounded myself with some pretty hardcore people. <laughs> you know? Just 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 the way just, just the way things went. So, uh, but both man and woman have to share in the burden. So so that that's that that that's that's the that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is that if you think that's a difficult burden to carry for the women with NFP, right? It's even more difficult with with artificial uh, uh, with the artificial means or, or with, with contraception, shall we say? Because with, I, I I do want to distinguish between family planning and fertility awareness and contraception because that that the, the whole concept of contraception has a that's not just a tool that's also sort of a worldview right and I, i'm not sure mm -hmm. we have enough time in that conversation to unpack that but if you're let's say if you're if you're in birth control pills injectables iud whatever it's not it's not the man's body who's getting invaded it's not it's not it's not the man's body who's getting hijacked with all of these hormones it's, it's the woman's body right and those 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 lefty eco feminist types have picked up on this and and fair enough actually if, if you read up on the development of contraception there have been these um there have been these attempts to make male contraceptive but it turned out it was bad for the men it like shrunk their testicles or <laughs> or things like that and then so, so they stopped uh, yeah. doing it right but we didn't do the same for the women I don't think that's fair. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, inject sarcasm here. Heaven forbid a man's body be damaged by procreation. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Preach it, sister. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will. Uh, I'll dial it down here. <laughs> no, no, but but yeah. So so. That, that that's where that is you know that the, the fall really brought about consequences i would say some of it is i wouldn't outright say unfair but a lot of it is asymmetrical especially when it comes to childbearing the burden is definitely as asymmetrical against women right and and uh, whether we're talking here about natural childbirth or 
you know, I, I remember uh, Paul Vanderclay pointing this out in his channel that there have been this movement among certain uh, uh, w- women who want to have a natural birth, you know, no, I mean, no, no, no hospital, no epidural and stuff, which is like, I, I thought that was strange, but it's it's actually it's it's, interesting. Yeah, I mean, those are the circles. Those are the circles that I run in, Carlos. Really? Just for like a little, <laughs> a little information for you there. Missionary missionary people, t- missionary women tend to be hardcore in in that regard. <laughs> wow, you 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 people are not so different from. To tell you what, I have a friend who they have six kids. Um, two weeks ago. Uh, my friend's wife gave birth. It was an emergency uh, delivery. She, she had a problem with with her pregnancy. They had to operate on her emergency C-section, emergency hysterectomy. Those who are not going to have any more kids. But it was really hard on the woman. She, she got pneumonia from the hospital. I actually went to the hospital to donate blood. For, for, for I, I think she had to take 42 units of blood. Right? And me... I, I, I'm, I'm just talking head compared to those guys. They have skin. They, they, for me, they have skin in the game. Right? And again, this is not really so much a promotion of big families. You know, again, it's more of I think the whole big family thing is a projection of the secular culture on the teaching of the church. You know, uh, although there is some like. There are some dynamics wherein uh, people have big families. I mean, you know, Jordan Peterson gets into this. Like, there's no, there's no really right move for a woman. You know, you have kids, people will say one thing. You don't have any kids, or you have less kids, they they don't. <laughs> right. So, so. Right. Well, and that's like, I think for if you're a I don't know if you're if you've based your identity in Christ, which I mean, part of the issue is here that a lot of the world hasn't. But I feel like as a woman, if you've based your identity in Christ and and you're and you're looking to Him for your accountability and your approval, I'm not really caring what people are saying. I guess. I mean, the whole reason I engaged in this discussion was um, you say that. I mean, yeah, you say the Catholic Church isn't. You know, it's not. Big families are not the chief end. But I guess what I'm seeing is if you follow the mandates that the church has set out, you know, to use Petersonian language, if you follow that down, it's logical conclusion or natural conclusion. Um, big families are going to happen and I'm all for big families. That's, that's not the issue that, you know, I'm, I'm taking issue with, I guess. I don't know if we have time to go into this. If we don't, maybe another day, but so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, Paul, Paul says, I wish, you know, I wish everyone were unmarried like I am, but I know that's not going to happen. Uh, but for the sake of the kingdom, you know, if you remain single, you can focus on pleasing God. And and the way the Catholic Church has dealt with that teaching from Paul is, now tell me if I'm wrong, because you know better than I, is the institution of of, of nuns and monks and celibacy for for clergy? Is that would that be a fair statement? Yeah, that, that, that's one way of putting it. I, I think, you know, you introduced yourself in this conversation as I'm a single celibate missionary, you know, and and I, 
for 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 a moment, you know, and then and then and then we had that conversation where when I brought up Billy Graham and used some evangelical language. For a while, I thought we switched. You know, <laughs> so are you are you the Roman Catholic now, and am I, am I now the evangelical? You know, so 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 the, the, these are things that you know the various Christian traditions sorted out in different ways over the centuries. You know, and uh, again, it's. Uh, it's not a question of. I I I I would change your statement a bit that it's not it's not a, so much a logical conclusion as it is as it is a logical possibility, right? Which which I which, and I, and I say that because I see that, the, secular culture is close to that possibility, because it, promotes things other than family. Like success, you know, like uh, if if I have kids now then this is going to hamper my career this is going to hamper my education this is this is going to uh, prevent me from uh, earning more money that will allow me to buy that big house you know but but eventually you're, you're, the time runs out and and, and, you, and you run out of ways to do that and then and then everyone's going to be like freezing their eggs and doing IVF and stuff Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, for me, you know, to taking the secular, you know, and and I really want to refocus this conversation not just on the on the Catholic teaching, but how the secular uh, post-sexual revolution doctrines, right, if you can call it that, has played out. It has not really. It has not made women happy. It just made fertility doctors wealthier. You know, and I have nothing against fertility doctors, by the way. <laughs> right? But, but, uh, yeah. so, so I mean, they're they're doing great service. More power to them, you know. But, but, uh, the benefits are a bit too narrow, you know. And 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 it's not it's not women who won out here primarily. They just became more anxious. I would agree with that statement totally. I guess back to spirit of finesse, spirit of geometry, I feel like, and this is evangelical language, so bear with me again. Um, this whole question is more a, a question of the heart of the couple. Um, I know couples who decided to do, to not have their own children because, you know, in America, the there's a there's an opiate problem and there's a lot of the the foster system is overloaded so they're they're going to do that that's how they're going to that that's what their ministry is going to be they're they're not going to have their own kids they're going to go that way i know people you know on the mission field who went to super hard places and they decided that for the work that they want to do for the kingdom um they're going to focus on spiritual on spiritual on spiritual children and not and not physical children so I think, I guess that's the problem I was having was it, it doesn't seem to leave room for um, a Christian to look, to look at the Bible and to look at the world around them and to, and to prayerfully decide how they're going to engage this question. Um, and I guess that's super evangelical because, again, I, I, I hold myself accountable to God. I don't really hold myself accountable to a group of, of teachings man-made teachings above me so 
tell me what you think was wrong about that statement, I guess. Right, right. right. F- fair enough. And, and I'm not saying that, that uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that those people were insincere. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I know people who decided we're only going to have two kids because we want to send them to this really prestigious private school. And we have a, if we have a third one, we can send the third one to that nice school. And to me, that's like kind of right, guys. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, but but clearly, those those friends of yours who have gotten into that ministry is not are not those people, right? And I'm not going to say that their 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 vocation from the Lord is not valid or anything like that. But going backtracking a little bit, I think that's one of the reasons why. Catholic Church decided to institutionalize this whole uh, celibate single thing, right? To 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 take care of those scenarios. And I don't really have an answer to well, what about couples who don't have like who 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 consciously not have children because they they um, are they decided to want to focus on the kingdom, right? So. I don't really have anything to say about that, you know, because it, it just doesn't, it, it, it's just not, not something that sort of uh, comes up in the way we see things. But what what I will say is this, right? So is there a possibility, right, you know, Given, let's say, and, and, and I know you've objected to this saying that it might be fatalistic or something. Is there a possibility that if, if God allows it, that such couples have children, that it might actually make their ministry better? Right? So, so, so and I'm not saying that, then that that's necessarily the case. But, like, I told Paul, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not in, like, any... I'm not a missionary, okay. So, I, I'm I'm just a regular guy with a regular job, with, with, with a regular family and a, you know regular everything else, you know. But I didn't think, you know. I told him I'm I'm shocked that I'm married and I have kids, and I, and I and I didn't know what that would have what what that would have entailed, and yeah. So 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 here I am, you know, and um. One thing I can also tell you, right, and this is just observation, you know, you might have a different experience, but I observed that a lot, I've never heard, and and, and I've talked to like uh, lots of old women, you know, post-childbearing age, I have not heard a single one say that I've had too many kids. But I've heard so many, and it breaks my heart every time someone tells me this, right? I wish I had more kids, you know, like I only had one, I only had two. And I wish I had more, but I miscarried. I wish I had more, but my husband didn't want. I wish I had more, but I was really, in, I, I, I had an, a lot of anxieties about my career. And in hindsight, I could have had four kids instead of two kids. You know, I've heard it so many times, and it just breaks my heart every time I hear it. I, but I've never heard of a woman. I, I've 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 known quite a few, who have had, you know, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, even twelve. You know, so so that 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 I think is the is is the most that I've come across. Although I do know people who have had, there were sixteen of them siblings, but but I I've never met their their mother, right? All of them said that it was so hard, you know, it's so difficult. It was like an un unbelievable burden, but they were very thankful for the experience, and they could have couldn't have had it any other way, and. And and again, again this, I right. mean, <laughs> right? So. Again, I think I'm fighting on the same. <laughs> we're we're in the same army. You're fighting on like the Russian front, and I'm fighting on the like Japanese front. Like we're, I guess I'm just dealing with different from a missiological perspective. I just wish I wish that the Catholic Church mandates left room for people who are couples. I'm not. Single celibacy, like that's fairly straightforward in the Bible. Right. But couples who choose spiritual regeneration over physical regeneration, I don't see, um, I don't see room for that within these seemingly, and and maybe this is where I'm getting wrong, but seemingly very black and white binary, straight across the board uh, rulings coming down. And there's, you know, it's that whole already not yet. The kingdom of God is here, but not yet. And there's the way things should be, and there's the way things are. And they're not the same. So these mandates, I feel like, have to have to address both. Otherwise, I don't see the Great Commission being, you know, being completed here on Earth. I don't understand if everyone stays where they are and has a family, and focuses on their family and looks inward instead of looking outward to the unreached and the nations. I don't understand how this is going to happen on a global scale. Right. So I guess that's might might be the root issue for me right 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 and, and and i think i think we're not so far from each other i do know couples who ended up doing mission Catholic couples who ended up who ended up doing mission but they couldn't have kids for one reason or the other like like they didn't choose not to have kids uh again that, that sounds a little fatalistic but then uh, this is also where i would say the spirit of finesse comes back which is really they didn't choose it god chose them right and and god said you guys are not going to have any kids because you're going to be a witness of something else right and then there, there are those and there are those who who here's the thing you know again going back to jordan peterson um those those people who are advocating we like him better than the bible <laughs> no, you know <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> He, well, it's funny. He did a biblical series, and it was so popular. So, he he's saying some things that might be, yeah. you know, the the thing I like about Jordan Peterson is not so much that he's better than the Bible, but he can say things that are in the Bible or not in the Bible, whatever that just seem to ring true for modern people that we don't have specialized yeah, our time. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that we, whether it's the evangelicals or whether it's the Catholics, or for that matter, even the Muslims, could not communicate to their to to to, to their congregations, right? Yeah. So, if look those people who are advocating for human extinction, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're being they have a point, right? And the the world is always going to hell in a handbasket until kingdom come, you know. And and they, and, they, and they use that expression both literally and, and figuratively, you know. So, 
so we've our 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 ancestors and our ancestors have had us you know during times of war during times of famine during times of uh like plagues you know and and and, and a lot of our and a lot of them children died but a lot of them survived and so here we are you know one one thing i think uh, going back to that natural angle i always wondered why for example other mammals it ha are very clear as to when the female is in heat and then they get surrounded by the males who will be competing for you know uh, courting that male animal and then there are the kangaroos who can actually suspend pregnancy right <laughs> right right so, right so i mean look kangaroos are very different from they're much marsupials they're very different from placental mammals but once a kangaroo gets pregnant she's practically pregnant for the rest of her life because all she's doing is that if she doesn't want to give birth there's a famine there's a drought it just suspends pregnancy for some reason and i'm going to get simultaneously evil bio and intelligent design here god did not ordain that people have that adaptation so, so I just got everybody angry by by mixing up intelligent design and evil bio <laughs> stuff, <laughs> but but th th that's one of the things that I that's always puzzled me. Well, not puzzled me, but but that's just one of the things that got me thinking as to, you know. Uh, I mean, now now we have these ovulation thermometers, fertility tracking apps, which are not, by the way. The, the, these are perfectly fine to use if you're if you're a Catholic couple, you know. So that so there's then there's the spirit of finesse, and then there's also the the spirit of geometry there. But I think the bottom line here is that at the end of the day, we're gods, and our children are also gods. Gods, as in G O D apostrophe S, you know, we we belong to God. All right and uh i made i made that i made that logical jump there that you were not going crazy yeah, on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that th that's the thing that i'm that that i've been working at in my head you know for a very long time and you know me, me and my wife we're both we're both doing this and we've been having similar discussions like this you know so that, that, that that's why i wasn't afraid to get into conversation with you as as well, you know, because, uh, I I mean, I've 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 seen them, uh, other couples were doing this, and it's it's not just it's not just the pro NFP propaganda that you see on the internet, you know. So some of them paint a very rosy picture of, of of what it means. You know, you're going to be very close to your spouse because you're going to have lots of communication. Yeah, in the Petersonian sense, where you're going to fight a lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, so for yeah so for disagreeable people you're gonna feel really close because you're gonna be having a lot of yeah a lot of conflict yes exactly <laughs> and, and exactly and and, and and you know that it, it's it's not it's not that you know very romantic rosy picture of things but but it's going to have you're going to have all of those if you're both signed on to this you're going to have that um very difficult struggle but then it's also a struggle together 
right? And 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 at the end yeah, of the day, that's important. Yeah, that that's the struggle together to see what you know how 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 well you can you can work this out, you know. And of course, from our point of view, uh, that that's also what God is asking for us, you know. So so by the way, none of my kids are planned, you know. But then none of my kids are unplanned either. So 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 just just wanted to throw that out for the record you know so um which is which is one problem i think also with the way that the um secular world approaches these things and and then again take note that i'm i'm not really contrasting this so much with the evangelical teaching as i am contrasting it with the with the secular teaching I mean, secular teaching, quote unquote, right? Because there's there's no secular magisterium, but there is, you know. You you. But there yeah, is. Yeah, but you you will find out when you get to fight yeah. on Twitter or or your job is on the line because of some some off color topic that you got into, you know. So so that that that's really like you know I again we we are both on this on the same army on different fronts, you know and and and. I, I like this conversation. I, I I don't know about you, but I really like this conversation because it what it allows me to do is to, is to focus also the the way I I see my own struggle against what I see as a common enemy. Right. Well, the, yes. the secular world well, is and that's... the enemy per se, but you know that's been tainted by you know these powers and principalities, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, it's it's fascinating because, um, yeah, I live in a place where there aren't a lot of Christians. So the a lot of these um, conversations that are happening on the Discord, I enjoy reading or whatever, but it doesn't really engage. It doesn't engage my heart because um, I think a lot of Western a, a lot of Western Christians don't actually realize, you know, it, it's a dark world. It's a big world and it's a dark world, and we actually have so much more in common with each other than we have. Um, not in common with each other. And so I love, yeah, I also love this conversation because I know when we walk away, you and I are still brothers and sisters, brother and sister in Christ. And, and that unity is kept, but it's, yeah, this is not a deal breaker. And I'm really grateful that we are able to have this conversation. Yeah. And, and I, I'm so glad that you are very open to this, you know, I, I mean, like, like you said, j- just because it's such a ballsy teaching to, <laughs> to, to, to say, you know, and and a lot of people are so worried about the Catholic Church, for example, that uh, okay, you know, it's it, it's now caving into the modernist and, and everything. You know, when in the 1930s, all of the Christian denominations rejected contraception, right, and the events leading up to Humana Vitae being promulgated by Pope Paul VI, all of the Catholic intellectuals, most of the bishops were saying that the Pope is going to allow this. And then he comes out with the teaching and everyone is so shocked that no, we're not going to allow this. Right. So, So, there's always been this progressive modernizing faction within the church but for some reason, right, the papacy, which we believe to be the office of Peter, somehow ends up keeping it in check regardless of who's there. You know, I mean, the 
the Catholic traditionalists they revere the like the nineteen late nineteenth century or early twentieth century Saint Pius X, you know. So he, he was elected Pope. He was a Vatican outsider, and thus both the conservative and the progressive factions thought they can manipulate him. And he just and he just came out saying that no, we reject this modernism stuff. You know, <laughs> you know. So, so I, I mean, I mean, uh, I believe that it was a, that it's a divinely ordained institution. But look, the Orthodox are more traditionalist, and if if there's anything like if I can interpret the like the schism of the year ten fifty four a bit more, you know, neutrally, shall we say, maybe. The Holy Spirit allowed us to keep the papacy so that we don't go off in the deep end, out of the deep end too much. <laughs> you know, and, and when we, meanwhile, the Orthodox, they, they just skip over modernity and they still have this traditional stuff. <laughs> so so that, 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 that thing is also, uh, I, I also keep that in mind. I mean, I, I, I pray for the Pope every day. You know, there, there's a lot of, you know, political stuff I, I i don't really like talking about it much because you know i i if if i want my day to be ruined i read about politics and if i want my whole week to be ruined i read about right. church politics <laughs> things like that oh <laughs> right so that's fair know, so but no i mean look god god is in charge but that, that that's the bottom line the, the the goal is christ you know and we're we're all we're all fighting the same battle we when we might disagree on tactics on or we may just be fighting different fronts but i'm t- 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 thank you so much for taking the time to listen and you know the way this you know the, the, the reason why we had this conversation is because you know it wasn't even me you know i i forgot who it was that that brought this up uh but he said uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i i don't yeah 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 but i i i'm i'll i'm sure i'll remember in a few minutes so <laughs> so but 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 anyway it, it's not very common for someone to like say that this is their position because it just sounds insane right but there you go i i i think I managed to uh, articulate a case for it from, you know, theoretically and also, you know, in practice. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. I mean, that's part of, like, I'm I'm drawn drawn to insane-sounding people as I, you know, quit my job in America and moved to parts unknown (laughs) for reasons for reasons strange to anyone outside the church. So I, I'm, I'm drawn to ballsy people myself. So, so it's good. And meanwhile, I'm the opposite. You know, I, I, I didn't exactly quit a promising career, but I could have made moves that allowed me, let's say, to go to the States to study or to work and have a nice sounding job and six figure salary. But, you know, I stayed home got married my wife went back home because she, she was actually studying abroad at the time and we're now we're that 
regular couple, you know, or, or, or ordinary couple with ordinary kids working ordinary jobs, you know, and somehow we're all part of the same church, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that's how the body of Christ works. Well, it's like the trendy thing to do to keep these at an hour. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I have much to say at this point. I'm, I'm a bit tapped out of, of <laughs> already. Do, do you have any concluding things to say? <laughs> no, I thanked you and I think this was good discussion. All right. Um, so shall, shall I, shall I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll stop recording now. Okay, take take a time, Shelly. All right. Have a thank yeah, you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.